0: Doo doo doo. Hello there, Nerd Talkalypse here, and we're asking you, our lovely listeners, to support our programming by becoming a patron at slash nerdtalkalypse. For as little as $1 a month, your contribution will continue to make this show very special for our current listeners and newcomers. For a mere $2 a month contribution, we will help you promote by plugging your band youtube channel podcast or any other project you're currently working on and we'll do this every week for as long as you remain a patron and finally we have a limited five dollar a month perk that will gain you a spot in the top five patron guest list which means when our show requires a guest you will be among the five people we ask first to be on the show and will be chosen in order we thank you deeply for your continued loyalty as listeners and hope to put these contributions to good use remember we're not only doing this because we love it but because we love being nerdy and we know you do too so head over to patreon.com slash now to make your contributions, and enjoy this brand new episode of Nerd Talkalypse Podcast. Welcome, welcome, to, welcome the to the Nerd, Nerd Lab. Lab. Get those nerds now! NERD! Let the the nerds take over! Nerd alert! What are you, some kind of nerd? Not some kind of nerd. I am the king of nerds. NERD! Nerd stuff probably really excites you, because you're a nerd. This is the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd. We provide the latest and greatest from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. So take a break from killing zombies with your lightsaber, hang up your cape and cowl, and hop onto the Hogwarts Express and ride your way over to Geek Down to fight our gym leaders and hosts of the show, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhalo. Nerd stuff. Nerd stuff. Hello, nerd enthusiasts, and thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the Nerd Talkalypse podcast with your hosts, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhalo. As always, we're here geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics. From Marvel and DC Comics TV and Film, Star Wars, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter and Beyond, Pokemon, The Walking Dead Universe, various anime topics, and most things in between. That's right, guys. Here on this show, we express pride in our pop culture nerdism and work hard to bring you trending content from all of the fandoms that you love. You can find every episode of our show at NerdTalkLipsPodcast.com. Also, find our channel at YouTube.com slash Please reach out to us via email at nerdtalkalypse at gmail.com, Twitter at nerdtalkalypse, or facebook.com slash If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We'd love some feedback, and it really helps to grow the show and helps other nerds like you to find it. If you're interested in other ways of support, head over to patreon.com slash nerdtocalypse, where you can indulge in one of our many perks and help grow the show that way. Nerd Talcalyps is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network. Please enjoy this week's episode.
1: What's up, Nerdthusiast? Thank you for joining us for episode 59 of Nerd <laughs> We are here today doing uh, news and Gotham finale stuff.
2: In the last four episodes, I think. Yeah, the, the four. last
1: four episodes, for sure.
2: And of course, we're talking uh, Wonder Woman. The release of Wonder Woman was interesting.
1: Yes, and we're going to talk talk about that as well. Um, but I guess, first things first, I don't have anything off the top of my head to, to bring us into the episode, but we can... Get right here into nerd news. It's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd talk
2: There comes a time (laughs) in (laughs) a (laughs) man. Not even Batman can survive at all. That's very true. Well-known actor, voice actor, even Mister Adam West. West, rest in peace.
1: <laughs> yes, West in West peace.
2: in peace. Adam West.
1: <laughs> so, for many people out there, Adam West was the first Batman. Um, he was preceded by Batman, <laughs> or to, he was preceded in the character role by was preceded? Yeah, preceded by Louis G. Wilson and Robert Lowry. Both of the both of those actors took place uh as Batman in 1943 and 1940. Oh, I'm sorry, 1949. And then Adam West came out of the picture soon after 1966. He came out of the picture. You know, came into the picture, I guess, <laughs> in 1966, <laughs> which is what many people remember him as, the Batman 66. Yeah. The most popular. I love that
2: many Batman. Many people
1: believe that he was the first Batman, but he definitely wasn't. I, um,
2: First Batman that mattered. I the guess. first
1: Batman that actually made a difference. I've never seen a full episode of this show. Um,
2: if I did, it was years ago as a kid.
1: I mean, I, I saw, like, a scene just recently, like, on Facebook, like, after his passing. It was pretty funny i think it was you know it was more meant to be a jokey series but people absolutely love it he had a really dope ass batmobile i gotta give him credit for that his batmobile is awesome we have the model of it yeah a little um so it's it's pretty interesting but yeah it sucks it's it's great that adam west had a, a beautiful life on on a uh, family guy and all the things like that. But he, he like had a really short battle with leukemia. I guess he just recently got it and didn't didn't make it through. He lost that battle. Yeah. Eighty eight years old. Pretty old though at least. Yeah, I mean he's had a he had a, a, a rewarding life at least. He's but uh, let's move on to the next. <laughs> the uh Mamazord and Monozord bet that Theo and Lane had from the Power Rangers movie has came Come come to a culmination. Mm. Lane one.
2: Yes, he did. I don't remember what your choice was. I was Mama Zord. You
1: were Mama Zord. Theo
2: was Mono's Zord. Okay. I don't know who that guy is. lane guy is, but he sounds pretty cool and smart. <laughs> Goddamn right. And he was happier at $10 in his pocket. <laughs> um.
1: So, yeah, that came to an end, and that's good. I forgot all about that bet until Theo walked up and handed him.
2: I was like, whoa, that's right, bitch. Don't you forget it. I'm glad he was honest.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he could have just never, I don't know if we ever would have remembered.
2: If I would have watched that movie. Again, you would have remembered would have, that or, moment. I, yeah, that scene, I would have been like, yeah, yeah motherfucker. <laughs> it is Mama Zord.
1: All right, well, uh, I forgot all about this next thing here, but we could do it. you want to do it right now? Just briefly. I'm not going to talk about them for very long.
2: Not nerdy recommendations?
1: The not nerdy recommends. Sure. All right, we'll do that real quick.
2: I haven't watched any of these. So.
1: Yeah, so I'm just going to mention them briefly. All of them were f- fabulous. Uh, Beauty and the Beast was, it was all right. I mean, I've never watched the uh, uh, full animated version of it. Uh, you know, smite me down now if you must, but yeah. it was pretty good. Um, Netflix original Sandy Wexler starring Adam Sandler spectacular film it was there was a lot involved and it was very funny um, and then the movie Life uh, it's L I F E Life with Ryan Reynolds Jake Gyllenhaal and a bunch of other people that I don't rem- that I've never seen anywhere else looked I mean the movie was visually spectacular and a self contained story that w- that could be connected to something else a lot of people believe that it was a prequel to Venom, like oh. Spider-Man's Venom.
2: Poppycock.
1: Yeah, which I don't I don't think makes much sense. But, it, I mean, it could be uh, – that thing was nothing like a symbiote, but whatever. It was more or less a prequel to Cloverfield was what I feel like. Uh, that totally makes sense to me. But it is what it is. Go check out those movies. They're spectacular. If you've been contemplating about Sandy Wexler for some time just because Adam Sandler does his weird-ass baby voice in the movie – don't let it fool you. It's a great film. <laughs> totally worth seeing. Those are it. those are the non-nerdy recommends for <coughs> this week.
2: Non-nerdy recommends <laughs> out. <laughs> 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 Is that kind of a new thing? All right. We got DC Universe news. There's a, there's a little movie here. With a little uh, probably on Wonder Woman. Some movie called Wonder Woman.
1: I don't know if that many people heard about it.
2: I don't think so, man. But apparently it's a surprise at the box office at 206000000 domestic, yeah. $206,343,175. Yeah. Foreign, $230,200,000. Worldwa- worldwide being four hundred thirty-six million five hundred forty-three hundred seventy-five, And that is of jul- June 11th.
1: And um, I'm pretty sure as of today
2: it's... Nine days.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's even higher now.
2: The budget was only 149 million. They've they've ever passed that.
1: Oh fuck yeah! This is a 100 percent score in the eyes of critics and the mainstream audiences for DC universe movies. Yeah, um, I'm sure you heard about a little movie called Batman v Superman that was not critically well received. Um, which is fine. I mean, you know, we've talked about it on the show. Underwhelming <coughs> in the in the theater and awesome in the extended cut.
2: Yeah, see, Wonder Woman was... We'll get there.
1: Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, the tomato reader for Wonder Woman is a 93%. Uh, that is a average rating of 7.6 out of 10. 291 <coughs> reviews counted. Fresh reviews are 270 and only 21 rotten reviews. Um the audience score was uh, 92%. It's an r- average rating of 4.5 out of 5, out of 5 and a user rating is uh 82.534. I don't know what that means but pretty cool. It's the highest rated DCEU movie to date. So that's pretty fucking
2: cool. I think that's user ratings 82,000.
1: Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Out of that, out of 82,534 people, it is average 4.5 out of 5. So that's pretty good.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and then um, next thing in news, ju- DC News, is a uh, Justice League movie has begun its significant summer reshoots. I Meaning that that's just putting its final touches. Man, I can't wait.
1: Yeah, doing that. Well, Joss Whedon is doing them too.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: So that'll be pretty cool.
2: I got to put his little touch in there with – uh, What's his name's daughter died, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah, so uh, people people freaked out. They they just announced that there's gonna be a cameo of Iris West in this movie. Hmm. So that'll be interesting. Um alright now, so next over in the in the rebirth comic books, uh Batman has proposed to Catwoman, following his father's advice in the four part miniseries The Button.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's when the one he goes back and sees his father.
1: That is. Yes, and his father basically tells him to stop being Batman.
2: Really? Yeah.
1: He's like don't do this shit anymore. He's like let me let Batman die with me and shit like that.
2: In his universe.
1: Yeah, essentially, but well, the the button brought a lot of things to light, but it's uh
2: mm-hmm. you know, I got to check it out. It's
1: pretty interesting. Uh, i don't know i don't know where i don't I, obviously he's not gonna stop being batman but he's gonna do something different with what you know what his father told him and all that right. shit.
2: <clears throat> this next bit is interesting uh henry cavill reportedly has released a sneak peek of soups in justice league it was a shot of superman's legs while on set that's pretty interesting
1: yeah he was just like ch- kicking back drinking a cup of coffee in the superman his superman suit and he also Henry Cavill has also been seriously teasing Green Lantern. Cool for everybody. So that's pretty fucking dope. I really hope that we get a Hal Jordan cameo in this movie. Be very surprised if we do. All right. So the CW has released its summer, or I'm sorry, its fall premiere de- dates for the next seasons of superhero goodness. So we got Supergirl um, October 9th, Flash and Legends Tuesday October 10th. Wednesday will be for Riverdale, which is not a DC Comics tale. What Flash it?
2: and Legends are both going to be on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, they were last season.
2: Really? Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: Um, Remember when we had to change up the rotation? I know, on? but I didn't know they were on the same day. Yeah, they did, they did that for a ratings boost. <coughs> because the Flash has the best ratings in the, out of the mm. CW-verse, so they, they're hoping that people stick around for Legends afterward. Um, Wednesday for Riverdale, Arrow, Thursday, October twelfth, preceded by Supernatural. So it's moving up an hour, I guess. And no word yet on the release of Black Lightning or a premiere date for Gotham season four. Mm. I don't want to read the next one. You wanna half it? I don't Here know. and there? Sure. Alright, so do you wanna go first? <coughs>
2: Sci-Fi's Krypton series, the CW, wait, (laughs) Sci-Fi's Krypton series, the CW may have a premiere on DC Comics television shows. The CW may have a premium on DC Comics television shows, but (laughs) the network will have a challenger soon enough. Sci-Fi is expected to release a Superman-centric series called Krypton, and the show will focus on the aliens' planets' lore. Earlier this year, Sci-Fi confirmed it, but put in a series, series order for the show. Now, the star of Krypton is opening up about his role in confirming its place in the dCEU Cameron Kuuff is the actor tasked with leading Krypton as he will play Seg L, the grandfather, the grandfather to Superman. Krypton will tell the alien story far before the man of Steel is born, and Kufi or Kuf, recently dished details about his new role with cTV's etalk via HH.
1: Uh, So he's quoted saying Seg-El grew up in quite a prominent family, one of the great houses of Krypton, which very early on Mm -hmm. in the story is thrown away. Uh, I'm going to call him Cuff. Maybe that's Cuff. Mm. Cuff said um, he continued on saying we cast him down to the lowest caste in society. So we have this once mighty legacy, uh, which has sort of been thrown into the mud and he is trying to survive and trying to regain that honor that has been taken from him. When Etox said much of Krypton's style um, can be seen in Man of, St- or when E-talk said much of Krypton's style can be seen in Man of Steel, Cuff agreed that the aesthetics match, since the sci-fi series is compliant with the DCEU. Mm. The actor that oh, Krypton look awesome. Yeah. Oh, dude, you haven't. I'm not. Oh no, they took the trailer down before you could watch it. I don't remember. It's crazy, dude. It looks I so cool. I think I cool. watched it. It's so cool looking, man. It was beautiful for a pilot, man. I, I can't wait to see that show. Um, the actor then went on to tease that the show's overall tone, as he said, Krypton is what happens when Superman meets Game of Thrones, which is uh, not, uh, not very unlike what.
2: But they don't have Superman powers on Krypton, so.
1: Right. It'll, it'll be an interesting show. But he goes on to say, I think we've built this world, which is so exciting on so many levels. There's loads of action, and there's a lot of political drama as well, and personal drama, so there's a lot going on in the
2: show. Krypton is expected to be a mid-season debut for Sci-Fi in its 2017-2018 season. Krypton is Superman prequel in the mold as Fox's Batman prequel, Gotham. The show, which has been picked up to series by Sci-Fi, see, but I can't compare the two because Gotham shows like Batman being becoming Batman. Krypton, Krypton shows just gonna it's gonna be it's not gonna have nothing to do with Superman. Like, no, not at all. It's not even just... gonna mold him to who he's gonna be because he learns who he's gonna be on Earth like. Oh, yeah, he's he was a baby when he leaves Krypton. I mean, like, Zor-El. I mean, I, I mean, if there's a lot of his growth in it, then maybe. Because like, he yeah. does teach Superman an, a lot. And,
1: and like, a ch- child Zod or something. Mm. Yeah. That'd be crazy.
2: <laughs> mm, so, uh, we'll follow Superman's own, Superman's grandfather as he tries to redeem the owner of the House of El generations before the destruction of the planet. The official synopsis follows. Set two generations before the destruction of the legendary Man of Steel's home planet Krypton, Follows Superman's grandfather, Cameron Cuff, the Halkion, whose House of El was ostracized and shamed, as he fights to redeem his family's honor and save his beloved world from chaos. Based on DC characters, Krypton is from (laughs) Warner Horizon's scripted television and is executive produced by David S. Goyer, uh, Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Donald Justice, the Dark Knight trilogy, through his Phantom 4 banner. Damien Kendler Sleepy Hollow will serve as executive producer and showrunner. Cool.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, so the guy who did all those fucking movies is doing this. Pretty cool. Hell yeah. All right. So, the DC Films president teases the best Superman movie moments are coming. Uh, So, somebody out there on Twitter, more than likely a blogger, created a list of Superman's best moments in the DCEU. Um, Jeff Johns replied to the link... And said, quote-unquote, get ready to revise your list, speaking in regards, of course, to the upcoming Justice League films. Ooh, dude,
2: that'd be so crazy. (laughs) Yeah, dude, get ready to
1: revise your list. such a badass thing to say to somebody, because I can't fucking wait to see what Superman's going to pull out of his ass in this
2: fucking Uh, Justice League movie. It's dildo butt plug. He, he just gets used to it, man. He's just like, fuck, you, think that's, you think that kryptonite will fuck with me? And he like, pulls this thing out of his ass and he be like, I've been practicing, nigga. don't give a shit, man. Anyway, speaking, <laughs> in the Marvel Universe news, Black Panther teaser trailer cam- came out and it's fucking dope. They also have released a new synopsis that DJ, our buddy tagged us in a Facebook post. <laughs> And I said, hey, dude, this movie's going to be cool. This looks awesome. And then I said, yeah, I can't wait to see this. And DJ says, Black Panther follows T'Challa, who after the death of his father, the king of Wakanda, returns home to the isolated, technologically advanced Af- African nation to secede to the throne and take his rightful place as king. But when a powerful old enemy reappears, T'Challa's medal as king and Black Panther is tested when he is drawn into a formidable conflict that puts the fate of Wakanda and the entire world at risk. Faced with treachery and danger, the young king must rally his allies and release the full power of Black Panther to defeat his foes and secure the safety of his people and their way of life. That was his comment. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny to me. I was like, what the fuck? Like, did you put the synopsis as a comment? He goes, yeah, I thought people would like to see it. Hey, man, I, I'm, just trying to,
1: I'm just trying to be helpful. I later posted the trailer there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um... So, the day the trailer came out,
2: I also said to Lee at work. um, Because he's like... Well, first off, he says to me, there's a lot of black people in this movie. And I'm like, I guarantee every black actor we know is going to be in this fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well... I said, uh, if
1: if Forrest Whitaker is in this movie, I'm going to be disappointed. But guess fucking what?
2: He is, He fucking is.
1: (laughs) Like
2: I said, every black actor we know is going to be in this movie. (laughs) I I,
1: I mean, it's probably not newsworthy, but it's just funny. Like, I, I saw... An article about Michael B. Jordan and fucking Force Whitaker. And I was like, holy shit. Regardless, we'll move on here. Uh, Kevin Feige reveals his thoughts on w- Wonder Woman. Yeah,
2: You sure? Mm? How positive? Oh, 100%. How do you know that?
1: I've heard his name a thousand
2: times. Spoken by whom?
1: Many other podcasts.
2: beige <laughs> Kevin Feige? Yeah. yeah, it's like beige. It's Feige. That sounds gaygy. <laughs>
1: Regardless, he is Marvel's Jeff Johns.
2: He's going to listen to our podcast and be like, finally, somebody said it right. Fage. <laughs> <Beige. laughs>
1: well, apparently, Jake Gyllenhaal prefers his name to be pronounced yilin Hall, but nobody does it.
2: Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> He's Dutch or some shit. Uh,
1: but anyway, so Kevin Feige is basically Beige. Marvel's version of De- Jeff Johns. Um. And he has revealed his thoughts on Wonder Woman. Um, he basically said that there's really not a rivalry. The rivalry is much more amongst the press. I think Jeff Johns is a very good friend of mine, and we grew up together in the business. And recently celebrated Richard Donner, who did a, I think, Superman the movie, um, who we both used to work for. So I applaud all the success he's had. I really look look or just look at it as a fan when the movies perform well and are well-received, it's good for us, which is why I'm always rooting for them. The success of Wonder Woman is wonderful. It makes us incredibly happy. happy. Finally, we can put the rest to the falsehood. The audiences don't want to see female characters. We never believed that was true, but there were a run of movies that just weren't very good 10-15 um, years ago that caused that reputation. I'm glad that Wonder Woman has uh, blown that away. I think he's speaking of Catwoman and Electra.
2: Yeah, and all the female movies. Yeah,
1: and Supergirl,
2: the movie. <clears throat> a lot of people just don't like female-based like, like video games and shit like that. People right. Just, I had a buddy that just wouldn't, he would not do it. Would not play a video game if he had to be a woman.
1: Like Tomb Raider?
2: Yeah, he wouldn't play them.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I know. Well, I mean, with the success of this movie and the the, the great success of uh, Supergirl on the CW, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's paving a new way.
2: Paving a new way. <laughs>
1: All right, well, that's it for the news.
2: Why'd you even fix that? We're never going to read it again. Fix what? It's whatever on the notes you just did.
1: Oh, I did it out of habit. I don't know. I'm going to delete it later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> All right, today we're talking about both <coughs> the last three or four episodes of Gotham. I think it was four, including the season finale. And we are going to watch and talk about the Wonder Woman movie. So we're going to talk about the first four Gotham first. Yeah, did I say that right. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, it's two, it's three episodes of Gotham totally, total. But the the, the last two, the finale, were.
2: Are you going to make Wonder Woman? It's an entire new own, own episode. Yeah. Okay. Just so you guys know, if we're you're, this is the Gotham episode. And we mentioned Wonder Woman, but we're going to record it now. But you can listen to that episode separately.
1: Yeah, we're going to do an entire it's own, its own. It'll be episode sixty.
2: Yes. All right, <clears throat> Gotham, titled "Heroes Rise," light the Wick. Well, uh, it doesn't say the episode number and everything, but
1: it's the last four.
2: Yeah, but anyway. Ivy, visit, Ivy visits. Ivy visits Selina in the hospital and uses her plants to heal her injuries. That was a funny scene, like with the doctor. She's like, "Get to get out of here! Don't fucking you don't know anything." About I have you. somebody to kill. She like comes back with all these fucking plants, and she and uh, so she wakes up. So Selina recovers and heads to Wayne Manor to kill five one four A, being the fake Bruce Wayne that p- pushed her out the fucking window and gave us that iconic Catwoman scene, which was dope. Uh, Lee Lee Tompkins rules Frank's death a homicide and attempts to have Gordon questioned. Frank being his uncle, the one from the uh, court of owls that he decided to kill himself to give Gordon the uh, opportunity to infiltrate. <coughs> it's crazy that she would uh, the homicide. How would she even know? It was it was he did kill himself. So either she's wrong or she's just trying to fuck with Gordon. Oh yeah. Um, but when she she do that. I don't know.
1: I don't remember because she, she just,
2: Connor, she just has to sit out for Gordon, man.
1: Yeah, just
2: that's what I think. She's just so fucking blinded that if he's involved, she's just assuming he killed him. <laughs> 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 but it's when, very uh, interesting. but when she suspects Bullock and Lucius are helping Gordon evade justice, she resigns from the GCPD. The Court of Owls kidnaps Barnes and forces Hugo Strange to harness the Tetch virus from his blood, which is crazy. Fuck yeah. With uh, with Strange's assistance, Gordon learns that oh yeah, so they pretty much he's just in there develop. He's trying to develop it in a way, because you have to get the co- direct co- blood contact, and they're trying to aer- aerosolize it. I guess like yeah, to make it a breathable,
1: make it airborne, yeah.
2: And that is dangerous. That's Fuck yeah, like dude. that with any virus, you know, any you know, chemical warfare, any, anything that you can make it to where a little bit would we'll could you know one that normally would just be used on one person could take out hundreds like that's insane (laughs) and that shit but uh (laughs) that was a nice fart (laughs) so uh eventually uh Gordon and Bullock they find this like the glass the glass owls they find everywhere yes they're maps if you shine a light through it becomes a map and theirs got blown up by the fucking by Barnes yep I think or whatever but what's his name I think he
1: had Lucius put it back together.
2: No, no, Alfred. No, Alfred had one that was broken.
1: Yes, by one of the owls. That, yeah, because they got one. I remember. Or they no, were, Jerome did it.
2: Yeah, because they were breaking in. They got one of those a while ago. Yeah. I think some uh, Alfred and him did something. I don't remember. They
1: it. no, they went. Them fucking dudes, like the, it was like a mafia gang or whatever. Yeah. And they went and hit a. They went and hit one of the hideouts that hadn't been inactive or not used.
2: But. Anyway, so they were able to find the map, which they were, able, they were able to find a bunch of different like hideout spots or spots you could take somebody or be somewhere because uh, Bruce is missing uh, and fucking Alfred is fucking furious. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking right. He's furious. So Gordon learns the court intends to release the virus on t- into Gotham and discreetly works with Coppopot to prevent to prevent a group of social socialites from being exposed. Bruce manages to overcome his rage during his training and the shaman deems him ready to return to Gotham and embrace his power. Cobblepot is imprisoned in the court's headquarters with Nigma after deeming Gordon a traitor, Catherine orders Barnes to kill him. Now the thing with Bruce, he he was up in that mountains which we you know looked like Nanda bought so much that you kind of had to assume it was
1: Yeah, it dude it almost had to be like it's a weird
2: they pig. do that weird thing with the fucking needle makes him hallucinate his past and shit. That's crazy.
1: And the needle was like, Yeah, dude, it was crazy with all the fucking like green shit coming off of it. Oh man.
2: And then you like place and like they go to this thing like it's like a big safe and they like place items that represent the memory into it and it keeps it, it locked up, I guess. Like, his mother's necklace was one of mm-hmm. them, right? Yeah, that was for that it was gonna be that final thing. I can't remember if he ended it. I think he did it. Yeah, I think he
1: did do it. But
2: he's, he's acting weird now. He's acting like one of those guys where he was just like, cut your pinky off, and he just did it. Like, dude, fuck that, man. That would be crazy. But yeah, it was funny. Cobblepot got. He's snooping around a little much, and he ended up getting caught and putting in a big out birdcage looking thing. And then Nigma there. See, the crazy about this is that Nigma still. Nigma was almost positive Cobblepot was dead. So. No, bitch. I am not dead.
1: You don't fucking kill Penguin.
2: <laughs> Being Penguin don't die.
1: But so. Yeah, it was great. He's fucking mind blown when he sees him. It's awesome. So we move on to Gotham Heroes Rise. All will be judged. Selina attacks 514A and exposes his identity to Alfred, but the clone subdues oh, I guess them where he
2: learns he's missing. sorry I and
1: escapes. At a hideout near Gotham, the shaman purges Bruce of the pain of his parents' deaths and places him under his control, telling him of his mission to destroy the court. Cobblepot and Nygma reluctantly work together to escape the court, but resume their feud afterward. (laughs) They make like a deal Mm -hmm. with each other. It's funny. Um, Gordon and Bullock discover that the court's Crystal Owl statues contain maps of the marked locations in Gotham. Gordon and Alfred interrogate Catherine and Bruce for Bruce's whereabouts. Catherine for Bruce's whereabouts, not Bruce. Um, But Barnes attacks the GCPD and beheads her. Before she can reveal anything. So, he kills Catherine?
2: I don't remember that.
1: I don't either. We were thinking about it the other day, like, whatever happened to that bitch?
2: I don't remember that happening. <laughs> Maybe you <it> did. <laughs>
1: All right. Um, Gordon shoots off Barnes' left hand. Barnes is captured, but escapes again. Using the crystal owl that Bruce stole, GCPD finds several locations where Bruce might be. After speaking with Jervis Tetch at Arkham and realizing that she is the one to blame for Mario's death, Lee steals a vial of the Tetch virus and from the GCPD and injects herself with it.
2: That was like the last scene, dude. It just shows her putting like in the veiny face that comes with yeah. it. Yeah. It's crazy. Lynn's like, she's not going to do it. And then she fucking does it. You're like, shit. <clears throat> I mean, this episode wasn't too crazy. I mean, you know, he... he Alfred realized that 5148 was not the real Bruce because he had, like, a wound and it didn't even hurt him. Yeah. And then he was, like, fighting with him, but I guess 5148 uh, ended up knocking him out. And um, I guess
1: he just escapes, according to that.
2: Yeah, so I don't—did we see him again?
1: No. Well, you asked that question, too. It was both him and Catherine. We weren't unsure. We were very unsure
2: what happened to him. <coughs> yeah, and then uh, now they're back in Gotham. And the shaman, you know, the shaman was with Bruce, and that's interesting. It was kind of interesting seeing them looking out into the city. Yeah. I mean, well, Cobblepot Enigma their their little deal was just to simply, you know, like we want to, you know, we don't really give a shit about these. You know, we just gonna get out of here, hide our differences, and then we'll fucking run Gotham. You know, eventually, I guess. So. Yeah. It was, it was like a twenty-four hour uh, feud break or whatever.
1: Yeah, something like that. Like a twenty-four hour. What do they call that?
2: Parley, or no not treaty.
1: peace treaty yeah sure something like that but yeah that was
2: yeah that was about it that happened
1: so um, we're moving on to Gotham Heroes Rise pretty hate machine
2: pretty hate machine alright after taking the virus Lee buries Jim alive in a coffin well he goes to find her and he ends up finding her um because he realized in the last episode that she was missing, and so was the the violin. And they're like, no way she would do that. But he finds her, and he can obviously tell that she is not herself. But I guess she, she so she ends up bringing him in the coffin. With his only escape being the Tet virus, she leaves him in there with like a light and even even his phone.
1: And a, and a radio, no, not a and phone, a, r- radio. a radio. Okay.
2: And she left him a needle, saying that you know. So he ends up calling, and then he she or she calls him whatever. She says, you know, you have one way to get out. he goes, you know, give yourself the strength to do it. Pretty much. Yeah, way. it's fucked up, dude. Yeah.
1: Or we're fucking die in the goddamn coffin.
2: So uh, Lee goes to the GCPD to taunt them with a CB radio and ends up locked up in a cell. Jim eventually runs out of oxygen and has no choice but to inject the virus into his body in order to save himself and attempt to save the city from Alice Tetch virus. The shaman who has executed the remaining court of Alice prepares Bruce to detonate the bomb from Wayne Enterprises. See, he even has that much control. I know he's the leader of the Court of Owls, but he was able to... All of of those fucking Talon guys, whatever, just killed all these Court of Owl members. Yeah.
1: Boom. I gotta give Gotham credit, man, for bringing in a fucking plot point from the very first five episodes of the show. What? The Tetch virus. Because it disappeared there for a while.
2: That wasn't the first five episodes of the show?
1: Um, Of this season, I mean. Oh. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, like, when they, with the Mad Hatter, and then he didn't, then they, it goes away for a while, because they do a whole bunch of Jerome shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't, I thought we were done with it, and then they come back with this fucking shit, and I'm like, holy fuck. They're crazy. It's not, it's not very bad storytelling at all. I like it. I like the way they do this show.
2: But, uh, Alfred interrogates Hugo Strange and learns Bruce's location. Like, he, like, has him, like, fucking hanging off the building. The roof of the GCPD yeah, with <laughs> his fucking tie. Yeah, holding his tie, <laughs> scaring the piss out of him. And he says, "Yeah, he's like, if you tell me, I'll let you go, or whatever." And then he goes and he tells him. He pretty much tells him, um, and he learns Bruce's location and tells Harvey he thinks the bomb is at the nearby train station. But Hugo Strange tells him pretty much what Bruce says, and he says, and then he's like, uh, "Alfred says, yeah, you can go after you wake up." And he goes, "What?" And he like knocks him out. I was like, <laughs> <"What's> <laughs> "Fucking Alfred!" I love it. So, uh, Alfred then arrives at Wayne Enterprises and kills the shaman, who, in his last words, redirects Bruce to the demon's head. While the bomb, which was triggered when the shaman grabbed Bruce's hand, unleashes the virus across the city, meanwhile, Cobblepot, who was held at his death by Enigma, is taken away by Fish Mooney, who comes to claim him. Which is crazy. Like, they were all there, like, ready to just kill Cobble. Everybody wants Cobblepot fucking dead. <laughs> and fucking Fish Mooney comes in for the rescue. Hell, yeah, it was dope. It was a
1: grand entrance. I love when she comes into the scene, dude, every time. It's fucking she awesome. She just
2: says what she's doing, she does it, and she leaves. <laughs> yeah, nobody – well, <laughs> she has
1: two fucking huge dudes with giant guns next to her, and they're just, like, all – like, all right, fish. I love
2: fish, man. She's a boss.
1: Yeah, dude, for a character that never showed up in comic books before, she's dope.
2: <clears throat> but, yeah, and uh, to a lot of you people, if you know the demon's head – as soon as they said it, they we're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, fucking Rashad Gould, you're so happy, man." It just, it's just awesome.
1: Hell yeah! I, there, there is one thing that's just a little weird about it, but we'll get to there in the next episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so that means we're moving right into the uh, the season finale. It was a double episode here. Uh, Gotham heroes rise, destiny calling, and heavy dirty soul. Um, I think they aired just like back to back the same night. I think that's what this was. Two hour finale. Uh, the first one here Fish kidnaps Strange and manages. Oh, yeah, dude, this scene was fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's getting ready to leave. He's getting ready to dip set right down the fucking train station. And he gets his fucking money and he go or his ticket and he goes and he well, turns around and he goes, fucking fish Oh,
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking Hugo Strange, like, Oh. <laughs> it
1: was fucking funny. And Fish is there. Um, sh- she manages to find the antidote to the virus, but she is Wait. murdered.
2: Sorry, I, I hate these. Some of these. Well, before like they were in like in a warehouse thing, and oh, and then these ninjas showed up all of a sudden, and me and DJ were like, "Fuck fuck yes, fucking, oh, yeah, fuck that, that's the fucking League of Assassins," because they were totally League of Assassin looking, fucking you know. Ninja. Oh yeah, they had
1: to be. They absolutely had to be. It Never and, said specifically, but you
2: know, and that's when Gordon and Bullock shows up, and Gordon just goes on this rampage with his sword, but he had the tetris, so he was killing a lot of these guys, and then he accidentally murders fish yeah which is disappointing yeah well maybe she's murdered who knows yeah
1: who knows nobody ever really does in comic she books. can heal she has that fucking
2: fish i don't know
1: oh yeah the power whatever she has in her um let's see so yeah she is murdered by the infected jim gordon and the antidote is destroyed she, she
2: goes you fool or whatever she says i mean yeah
1: gordon doesn't look too happy that he did it It wasn't intentional Yeah,
2: he wasn't trying to kill her but whatever
1: um, the antidote gets destroyed thereafter. A mourning Cobblepot is arrested by the DCPD after being attacked by the League of Shadows ninjas.
2: League of Shadows, too.
1: Um, however, Gordon offers to trade Cobblepot to him in exchange for Tetch. Meanwhile,
2: <laughs> like, like when they're like doing it, he's like, "No, don't fucking do it!" Like, Cobblepot's horrified of that. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> meanwhile, Barbara has Tetch kidnapped in order to forcibly get his help in reversing the effects of the virus. Bruce escapes from the police custody uh, when they are overwhelmed by the infected and seeks out Ra's al Ghul, who lives in Gotham.
2: I don't know if he lives in Gotham. I think he was more like, that was just like an outpost.
1: With a Lazarus pit?
2: Maybe it's, it's a little bit of it.
1: <laughs> like a kiddie pool. <laughs> a kiddie pool Lazarus kiddie, pit. It's pretty weird. It was just like a a red door, you know, in Gotham and it was just like a fucking outpost, I guess, if you want. No, oh, I
2: saw, I don't know cuz they left at the end. Like I yeah. saw, I was like, oh.
1: "Um, but anyway, so Cuz they don't
2: make him from Nanda Parbat, that's going to be so stupid." Yeah, it's uh, I mean, <laughs> it's
1: it's so uh, per or uh pertinent to his character that <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, so he seeks out Ra's al Ghul who has who has Bruce prove his worth. By impaling Alfred with a sword, killing him.
2: Yes, that was fucked up.
1: Yeah, because we were both like, shit, he's not really going to do it, is he? And he did it. And he did it. We were like, fuck.
2: That was the end of that episode, right?
1: Yeah, that's how it fucking ended right there. I was like, Jesus Christ.
2: Thank God we could watch the next one right after. Yeah, that. I know. Because <laughs> that would have been fucked up. Yeah, he fucking penetrates a man. and like, But that like brings him to reality real quick. You know, you see it in his eyes. He's like, oh, fuck, I just killed Alfred. Like, yeah. Snaps his ass right out of it. So this is a heavy, dirty soul. I guess this is the second part of the season finale. Um, after killing Alfred, Bruce f- breaks free from his conditioning, and uh, like he's doing this, and like Rachel Gold says, he goes use the pit or whatever. So oh yeah, he says use
1: the waters, use the
2: waters, yeah. and then he revives him in, with the waters of the Lazarus Pit. Barbara, Butch, and Tabitha track down Nygma after he takes the kidnapped Tet to trade with Gordon. So Nigma <laughs> wants Penguin, and Penguin's fighting it. Uh, but Gordon wants Tetch, for obvious reasons, about the the virus and all that, and uh, who begins to feel the effects of the virus? Oh, right, so with Gordon, who begins to feel the effects of the virus. Now he's actually starting to like get angry, and they were saying that this it is different now since it's not blood; it's air. You know, it's uh, airborne. It's faster. Yeah, like, people are getting to the worst part. Quick. Hey, Jim did a
1: good job fighting
2: it. You know, yeah, he for tried, a while. No, he is a good person. So, uh, um Cobblepot captures Enigma has him frozen and kept as a trophy.
1: All right, so but before this, we should touch on the fact that basically, Nigma is pissed. Well, Cobblepot brings it to light. He's basically like, he basically tells Nigma that like your trans. Nigma says to Cobblepot, "Like my transformation was because I thought I had killed you." Right. So and then and then Penguin's like, "Well, I didn't." So. Oh well, yeah, well, and he's like, it. "Yeah, he's like, but you didn't kill me, so your transformation technically isn't complete yet." Right. So he tries to kill him again,
2: and that fucking fails. And yeah, because that was what it was. They were sitting. He took the bullets out of Riddler's gun, mm-hmm. and then the Riddler did not know that. And when he went to shoot Penguin again, on the yeah, same he, fucking spot. I Penguin think.
1: planned the entire thing. He left a pin in the back seat and everything, like for Penguin to escape, and he planned the entire thing, and then Mr. Freeze shows up and freezes him.
2: Boom, bitch. Boom, yeah. Yeah. And then he... um and has him frozen and kept as a trophy, which he's going to keep in his Iceberg Lounge. Yes. Which is his very famous in the cartoons and the game. Just, that's his place. That, the penguin it ha- goes to the Iceberg Lounge. Like That is awesome to think about. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Barbara shoots Butch in, a, in the head before being electrocuted by Tabitha. So, that she had to feel... Like Barbara's kind of crazy. She's insane, yes. man. Yes. And she... You know, ends up, and then Butch ends up shooting Butch in the head, which was crazy. Just like outside, just boom. She didn't fucking she didn't fuck around, dude. She's obsessed with the, being at the top. And she went and fight with Tabitha, and Tabitha electrocuted her. Uh, I can't remember if he
1: died or she died. I mean, dude, there was smoke coming out of her eye sockets. Like, she she had to be dead. Something's going to be going on with her. But, uh, either, Col- it's either that. The, the, it's either she's dead or people there are people out there who fully believe that she's going to be Harley Quinn. See, I don't like that. I don't like it either. But there are there also they're bringing this theory to light that that that's going to help her go fucking crazy and and bring that. So I don't know.
2: Yeah, see, there's a, there, there's a lot of uh name drops in these last few episodes. The Lazarus Pit, Rachel Ghoul, uh Iceberg Lounge, the Riddler. You know, it's awesome, dude. I love it. Yes. So Beautiful. A, it says here, comatose Butch, but I'm gonna. I think he was dead. Uh, dead. I don't remember. I, he might have been comatose. I don't really know. It seemed like he was dead because he got shot straight in the fucking forehead. Like, yeah, for uh, damn sure. So Butch's placed in a hospital. His birth name being revealed as Cyrus Gold. Now, those of you who know the DC Comics, you know, like Nate had no idea when he would have watched this, he would have never known. Right. But that is the real name of a very, very popular, very famous. Very common Batman villain known as uh, Solomon Grundy. I know almost nothing of Solomon, which is Grundy. awesome. He's just like a big Frankenstein.
1: Yeah, I like know I know sure. basically that, but is he, is he just is a big brute?
2: Like, yeah, just a big strong brute, like a Hulk. Looks like yeah, it looks like a big. Not quite as I don't think he's Hulk strong. but... Well, yeah, but like, no, well, I know he's not Hulk strong, but I can't remember if you fight him in any of the games. You might have fought. He's him. in Injustice.
1: I remember him being.
2: No, I know. I'm talking about the Arkham games. Oh oh oh! I know that he is a. He might be in Arkham Origins. I'm not sure. But that was a really cool reveal. I was like, holy shit, Butch has been fucking... Butch is going to become fucking Solomon Grundy. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's insane. The only thing that's fucked up... Now, they changed the fucking date, or the day in which Gotham airs. Oh, yeah. So, now it airs on Thursday. And it sucks, because... Isn't Solomon Grundy's thing born on a Monday? I don't know. I think it is. born on a Monday. I want to say. Um, so that sucks because Gotham used to air on Mondays and now they can't make that a reality if that's true. Oh. But it's very interesting.
2: So uh, Coppola also makes plans to open a new nightclub called the Iceberg Lounge, which is he is going to use the Riddler, Riddler. as his uh, centerpiece. <laughs> um, Tabitha becomes a mentor to Selena, which is another fucking awesome Easter egg or whatever you want to call it. But uh, Foreshadow. He gives her a whip to you. As soon as she walked in there, I'm like, holy shit, Selena's going to learn how to use that whip. Yeah, and not soon as I said that, she fucking picks up that whip and whips something pretty well. Like, it's awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. So, uh, using Ted's blood, an antidote is synthesized, and Gordon and Lee are cured. Uh, with Gotham, now he wasn't gonna cure, like you know, he they just, she she kind of talked him into going with him, her. Yeah. Somewhere, but something happened on a train, and he realized he had to, you
1: know, he had to do it. Well, yeah, yeah Bullock talked him into it, and he gave him his badge. Said you're better than this, and the badge had like two, little, two little vials them. of the cure. So,
2: um, with Gotham cured from the virus, Lee gives leaves Gotham and Lee, and leaves a letter for Jim. Bruce is encouraged to make his own decisions by Alfred, and then becomes something of a vigilante who rescues a young girl and her parents from a mugger. Now they're getting mugged in an alley, and you hear this whoosh, and you're like, oh, what? Like y- y- it's the Batman whoosh, you know what it is? You know oh it fuck yeah! Like. And then it just—he kicks their fucking ass. He oh, he kicks this mugger's ass, and then he goes up this fire escape thing, and then like it, like the camera like pans in on him, like you know, like and then it comes, and then it like comes up, and then it, it like comes up on him, and then it shows his face, and he pulls off his mask, and it's fucking Bruce, and it oh, just, it's amazing. The way it pans out over the city just has Bruce standing on the on the fucking building. Oh man, it's the best. Uh, fuck yeah, moment for that Gotham. Was amazing. Nate fucking loved it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, so cool, dude.
2: Oh, it's fantastic.
1: I can't wait to see what what they have coming. Oh my
2: god, the next season of fucking Gotham is going to be fucking crazy, I yeah. guarantee it. Oh
1: man, it's going to be so cool. So fucking dope. There's just so there's so many things about the show that are just
2: It's a good show.
1: It is. It really is a good show. Now there there are also people that you know, the little girl that he saves, yeah. like the family people think that she might be Harley Quinn. I don't know. They said a long time ago that Harley Quinn was going to make one appearance in this season.
2: I feel like I've seen something about Harley Quinn being rescued by Batman as a kid or some some shit. Like I've read, I don't remember. You know, like she, she had a run-in with him.
1: Yeah. So maybe that's true. Who the fuck knows? But I sure as fuck hope it ain't Barbara, Barbara Keen. I don't know, but that's one of the best fucking finales in a long time. Oh, hell yeah.
2: Of any show, man. I loved it. It yeah, was so good. Yeah, it was good. a
1: really good finale. Probably the best finale of everything that we had so this far. Year. I don't know, the Arrow finale was pretty fucking crazy. But... Yeah.
2: But I don't know. This the to, to see him as Batman quotes Batman. You know, and just all the name drops. You know, to see Solomon Grundy coming soon. The Iceberg Lounge is going to be a fucking thing now. We're going to see Bruce Ashley maybe kicking some ass. As right, a, you know, it's oh hell yes. This like, dude,
1: this might be a good time to bring up what whatever we brought up a couple, a, you know, a couple weeks back back in the old nerd cave. I did I did a little bit of digging. It'll be really brief. Let me find it real quick. Mm-hmm. Remember when I asked you about Batman's origins and and if they like with the bats? Yeah. So let's see. Do, 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 do. I brought it. It's in here somewhere. Um, I believe it's some. It's something. It's very inconsistent in the comic books. It says it comes and goes in the canon. Right now, year one's bat, um, bat through the window is the most accepted origin. So I I don't know what this means. I'm, I'm assuming it's just Batman in his or Bruce in the, in his <coughs> mansion, and then a bat comes in and he's like terrified of it. Hmm. or something along those lines um he goes on to say i don't remember it being mentioned at all on gotham yet because i think he said his favorite animal was an owl um and that is as far as they've got on birds but i guess they're specifically leaving out bat imagery until they're ready bat to pull the record <laughs>
2: yeah well <laughs> they're like they're like lumping up birds and bats. birds are do that
1: flies um but yeah they they haven't until they pull the rip, until they're ready to pull the ripcord on Batman's transformation and leaving out all Bat imagery, um, which makes sense, I guess. But I, I didn't. That, that's about
2: as far as I got as information on Bruce and the bats. Like, anyway, man, two thumbs up for this season of Gotham this year. This season, I mean, every season has been good, but that, man, fuck yeah, dude, I love this show. I recommend it to anybody. Yes, even if you don't like necessarily like Batman, just a good show. Like I said,
1: I had a conversation with a guy in Walmart who was like, oh, "I can't find that many people that talk about Batman," and I'm like, "What? Why?" We even got yeah, fucking Nate just
2: walked in. He fucking loves it too. Hey Nate, come give your opinion on how you felt about the last part, that last scene in Gotham. What with Bruce Wayne being fucking the little Bat Boy, he is. Well, even before he even showed up, like when it just, it just showed that guy getting his ass kicked, he couldn't even tell. And I was like, "Oh man, that's, that's future <laughs> Batman right there." Fuck
1: here. yeah, dude. It's amazing.
2: Awesome. <laughs> Such a dope fucking scene.
1: Hell yeah. Chills, chills, the whole way down my spot. Damn, Oh yeah. Straight.
2: Dude. A lot of name drop, like I said, a lot of name drops in this episode. A lot of fucking future. You know, See Solomon Grundy soon will be crazy. Oh yeah. But all right, that's going to go ahead and wrap it up, I guess.
1: Yeah, we'll wrap that up for Gotham and then uh if you want to hear the Wonder Woman stuff, stay tuned for the next episode It'll be episode 60.